The text for the sermon this morning is taken from our scripture reading from John 1, the last verse, verse 51. Let's read that verse again. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Beloved congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, the word has become flesh and has come into this world in order to dwell among us. The eternal Son of God, who had glory and splendor with the Father and the Spirit, was willing to give that up in order to come down to this earth for our sake, God the Son took upon himself our human nature completely and was made man so that he could accomplish all righteousness in our place. He came so that he could reveal God the Father even more fully to us and be a living revelation of God's mercy and grace in a way that had never happened before. He is the fullest revelation of God's love. In him, all the Old Testament prophecies and predictions find their fulfillment. For they all pointed to him, the Messiah, was promised already in paradise right after the fall. And now this Messiah has come. And he is beginning his active ministry among the people of Israel. He will now start to show God's glory and God's light, the light that has come, so that men might have life through him alone. In John 1, we can read about the first week of Christ's public ministry, in which there is quite a bit of contact between John the Baptist and Jesus. John 1, verse 19 to 51 almost reads like a di diary of John. We keep reading about the next day. One day this happened, and then the next day that happened, and the following day that happened. John the Baptist is proclaiming Jesus as the Lamb of God, making clear to everyone that this is the Messiah who had come to take away the sins of the world. During these initial days, Jesus is busy gathering around himself disciples who would follow him and believe his teaching. It is through these men that he would begin his church gathering work in this world. One day, Jesus decides to go to Galilee, back to where he grew up. He finds Philip along the way and tells Philip to follow him. Philip is quite excited about this, and he goes off finding someone else who can also follow Jesus, Nathaniel. Now, Nathaniel is a little bit skeptical about Jesus because he wonders whether anything good can come from Nazareth. Apparently, Nazareth didn't have the best reputation, and didn't the prophets say that the Messiah would come from Judah? From Bethlehem, 
Philip urges him to come and see Jesus for himself. When Jesus sees Nathanael coming, he praises him, says to him in verse 47, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit. Jesus recognizes in Nathanael someone who is upright, desires to serve the Lord with his whole heart. He is not characterized by sneakiness or by trickery like Jacob was. He is among those Israelites like Simeon and Anna in the temple who waited for the consolation of Israel according to the promises of God. He was attuned to God's work among his people, and he lived for the Lord in all that he did. Jesus knows this, and therefore he praises him. Jesus knew this because of his divine nature. Although Nathanael had never met him before, Jesus already knew what kind of a person he was. Nathanael is surprised again and says to Jesus, How do you know me? Jesus responds by saying in verse 48, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Once again, Jesus shows his divine knowledge about Nathanael. And now Nathanael is convinced about the uniqueness of Jesus. He confesses his faith in him with the words, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Now this is quite a confession. It is clear to Nathanael by the grace of God that the person standing before him is the Son of God, the King of Israel. Nathanael had a spiritual expectation of this king. He did not expect him to set them free from the rule of the Romans, but he realized that it was a spiritual foe that needed to be defeated, the foe of sin and death. Here was the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy, the Lamb of God who would take away the sin of the world. Nathanael grasped the reality of Jesus through the working of the Lord in his heart. Surely an Israelite indeed, in whom there was no deceit. He is showing the fruit of faith in Jesus of Nazareth. He is ready to receive the blessings of God in Jesus Christ. Jesus tells Nathanael that he will see greater things than Jesus knowing that he was sitting under a fig tree. What is Jesus telling Nathanael in verse 51? And what is the meaning of these words for us who live today? These words of our text, we find a summary of the gospel of salvation. I proclaim to you God's word under this theme. Jesus Christ, the Son of Man, is the ladder between heaven and earth. Through him, first, God comes down to us, and second, we may go up to God. Jesus gives Nathanael a hint about the greater things which he will see. He tells him in verse 51, Truly, truly, I say to you, 
you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Jesus promises to Nathanael and the other disciples that greater things will happen. Jesus really stresses this with the words, truly, truly, I say to you. It's also significant to realize that you in these words is plural, plural, as we can see from the text note in our translation. Jesus is not only speaking these words to Nathanael, but to all the disciples. Jesus is telling his disciples that they will see heaven opened. They will see the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. They will see heavenly realities opened up to them. When the disciples are with Jesus, they will experience heaven in a concrete way. In a way they had not experienced it before. It will become clear to the disciples that there is an open door from heaven to him. They will see the marvels of heaven when they are with Jesus. They will see this in the miraculous deeds that he does. They will hear it in the words that he speaks. There will be no doubt that this man is sent from God. Heaven is open above him. There is no separation between God and Jesus like there is between sinners and their God. The relationship with Jesus has with God in heaven is unlike anything they have experienced themselves. Here is someone special and unique, someone without sin, someone who communes with God in a very close and clear way. Jesus is always in touch with his Father in heaven. There is always open access to his heavenly Father. For him, heaven is always open. After all, he is the man who descended from heaven. This is how Jesus speaks of himself in John 3, verse 13. The one who came from heaven will be attended by the servants of heaven, the angels. Jesus tells his disciples that the angels of God will help him in his task and there will be a busy line of communication from heaven to earth and from earth to heaven also through the angels of God. They will ascend and descend upon the Son of Man, Jesus tells them. The angels will be actively involved in assisting the Son of Man to do the mission for which God sent him. And the, and the uh, disciples will see this from time to time. After Jesus was tempted in the wilderness by the evil one, the angels came and ministered to him. And in the Garden of Gethsemane, Luke writes that an angel appeared to Jesus as he was suffering and dreading have to drink, having to drink from the cup of God's wrath. When he prayed to his father to remove the cup from him, 
but nevertheless to do his will. Then an angel came and strengthened Jesus. Shortly after this happened, when Judas Iscariot came to betray Jesus, then Jesus told his disciples that they should put their swords back. Because if he wanted to, he could appeal to his father, and at once he could have 12 legions of angels to fight for him. Heaven was open above Jesus, and there was constant and easy communication between him and his father. The angels of God were at his beck and call whenever he should need them. Jesus uses the title Son of Man here to emphasize his weakness and his human nature. Although Nathanael was evidently impressed with Christ's divine nature and confessed him to be the Son of God, which he certainly was, yet Jesus had come to this earth as a man. He had to do his task as a man and also to suffer as a man. And there would come the time when heaven above him would be closed. And when his father in heaven would forsake him. This happened during the three hours of darkness. On the cross when he cried out with a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Then there were no angels to come and help him. And then there was no communication between God and his son. Then heaven was closed and the Son of Man was in hell, away from God. He went there for you and for me. He had to suffer God's rejection and his wrath because of our sins. He suffered this so that we would never need to suffer it. He suffered this rejection so that we would be accepted by God and be able to have access to him through his Son, Jesus Christ. The imagery Jesus uses in our text reminds us of the dream of Jacob. We read from Genesis 28, where Jacob is traveling to Haran and then stops for the night and lies down to sleep. And while he was sleeping, he had a dream in which he saw a ladder set up on the earth. And the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. For Jacob, this dream meant that God was at that place where he had the dream. And so he called that place Bethel, which means the house of God. Jacob explained, exclaimed that here must be the gate to heaven. God spoke to Jacob in the dream. And confirmed once again the promises which he had given to Jacob's fathers, Abraham and Isaac. He told Jacob that he would be with him and that he would bring Jacob back to this promised land and give him abundant offspring. He also promised that all families of the earth would be blessed through him and his offspring. And this promise was fulfilled in the coming of Jesus Christ, 
For he caused all those who believe in him to receive blessings from the Lord. Jacob was amazed at receiving this revelation from the Lord, this confirmation of the promise, the promises that had been made to his fathers. Now in the coming of Jesus Christ, the word himself, the revelation of God in the flesh, Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God, had become the Son of Man so that he would redeem us from our sins. In Jesus Christ, God himself has come down to his people in mercy and grace. In Christ, God reveals the depth of his grace and mercy and love towards lost sinners like you and me. The disciples saw heaven opened when they were with Jesus on earth. They saw his miracles and saw the help that the angels provided the Son of Man. And now we who come after them and who have received the complete word of God have seen the revelation which Jesus Christ has brought about, brought about the Father in its completeness as far as that is possible before the Lord returns. Jesus Christ is the ladder, the link between heaven and earth. It is upon him that the angels ascend and descend. God the Father also sends to us his angels to help us in time of need and to strengthen us when we need extra help. The idea is not that we seek to depend upon angels, but that we see in them the help of the Lord for his people. He uses every means at his disposal to strengthen us in our relationship with him so that we will grow in him in all things. Jacob was amazed at the fact that God should appear to him in a dream and confirm the covenant that he had made with him. But we can be amazed at the fact that God has come to dwell in our very hearts and make us his temple here on earth. For God has come down to us in the Spirit to dwell in us and make his home among us. He has come down to us because of the work of Jesus Christ. He has washed us clean with his blood and prepared us to receive the Holy Spirit. Through the power of his Spirit, he causes us to want to serve him and to live for him in all that we do. Through the Spirit, he enables us to understand his word and to begin to live according to all the commandments of God. Through the Spirit, God confirms his words to us and convinces us of their truth and their sufficiency for everything that we need to know about our salvation. Beloved in the Lord, in Jesus Christ and in his spirit, God himself has come down to us and decided to make his dwelling among us. What an amazing blessing this is. Let us rejoice at God's goodness towards us and make every effort to please and worship him in all things. We may live under an open heaven 
because of Christ's work. Sin had set up a barrier between God and us so that heaven was shut. But now heaven is open through Christ. Jesus Christ is the ladder between heaven and earth. In Christ, we may have access to God and go up to him at all times in prayer and worship. And so we come to the second point. Through Christ, we may always have access to God. He has opened the way for us. The Apostle Paul writes about the Ephesians and all Gentile believers, that we were once separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of the promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. It's what we can read in Ephesians chapter 2. According to our sinful nature, we live under a closed heaven. The barrier of sin prevents us from having fellowship and communion with our creator in heaven. We had that fellowship in our first parents, Adam and Eve, but then lost it. But now Jesus Christ, the Son of Man, has come. And he has broken down that wall and opened the gates of heaven so that we might enter them and have fellowship with the Lord. He has destroyed that barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. And therefore, we may have access to the Father in heaven. Access to the Father at all times and in all circumstances, brothers and sisters. Are you making use of this access to God Most High? Do you realize what an immense privilege and blessing this is? Let us pour out our heart to God always. Use the opportunities we have been given to come before our Heavenly Father, knowing that He cares for us and has our best interests at heart. What a glorious gospel it is that Jesus Christ has torn down the walls that we had set up to block God out of our lives. Those walls no longer exist, but the way is now open. We are free to come before the Lord. Let us then do so as well. While we live in this sinful and dark world, it remains a struggle of the faith. For we need to believe that heaven is now open. We do not actually see it open. But we need to go in faith and trust in the reality of God's promises. 
We need to believe his word to us and also allow our faith to be strengthened by the sacraments as a further confirmation of the word he has spoken to us. So often we can be overwhelmed by the daily realities of this life that we do not use the means of going to God as often as we should. There can be many different reasons for this. Sometimes we think that God will never forgive our sins because they are too big. Or we think that God doesn't care about my particular situation. Or we have too small a view of our God and do not trust that he will provide what is needed. Living by faith is not easy, but it is possible through the power of the Spirit of Christ. We cannot live by faith in our own strength, but only through the strength of him who has saved us from our sins. May he encourage and uphold us and enable us to live as those in whom there is no deceit or trickery, as those who are single-minded, dedicated in our service to the Lord. So often our minds can be filled with other things. And there are any distractions that are out there in the world to clutter up our mind so that we no longer have a pure and undivided attention upon the things of the Lord. And we no longer realize the amazing blessing of an open heaven and fail to go there and pour out everything to the Lord. Our gracious Savior, the one who speaks these words about the open heaven, is the one who is the ladder up into heaven from this earth. It is through him that we may go to God the Father. He is now himself in heaven, in our human flesh and blood, and he sits at the Father's right hand. He has gone there before us, and he is our high priest. A high priest who has gone through what we have gone through. A high priest who can sympathize with our weaknesses. He understands. He has lived in this sinful world as well. He has been tempted as we are being tempted, but he withstood temptation and remained without sin. The author of the letter to the Hebrews then writes in chapter 4, verse 16, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Do you hear it? How his exhortation is full of encouragement and hope for a people who are struggling in a world full of sin and death. Go to the Lord, beloved. The way has been opened through Jesus Christ. He understands and he will give an answer. He will shower upon you grace and mercy in ways you could not have expected. There is always hope and a chance for a new beginning with the Lord who has had mercy upon us. 
And the time is coming when we will no longer need to live by faith. A time is coming when heaven will be open to such a degree that heaven will come down to earth and God will dwell among us. Then we will see him and have perfect communion with him unending. Then the latter will no longer be necessary for we will have received perfection on the basis of his work. And we will have been completely recreated after God's image in all holiness and righteousness. Then our whole life will be in fellowship with God in a fuller and deeper way than it is now. How we look forward to the day when heaven will be opened and Jesus Christ will come down and take us to be with God the Father forever. Amen.